Hey, teacher friends, this is Angie in the Rockin' This Teacher Thing podcast show, the podcast for early primary teachers that rock their classrooms every day. In today's episode, our teacher interview is with Renee Myers, an amazing first grade teacher who will talk to you about how she uses movement to help her students focus. She has some easy, practical tips that you can use to help your students. You'll also love her tips on helping students who need a little more love and motivation to assist them in their emotional growth. Also, I'm going to give you a resource that I put together for you that's going to help you get organized for next school year. (laughs) Did I say next school year? Yep. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Let's start rocking today's episode. Here we go. Hey, teacher friends, how are you? As you can see, we're back to the every other week airing of this podcast. If you missed the last few episodes, we took a deep, deep dive into making your online time with your students effective and fun. And I gave you um, an easy guide to assist you to get up and running quick in the world of online teaching. It's packed with lots of tips, I learned when I was teaching online, and I'm passing that knowledge on to you. So if you didn't listen to those, make sure you listen to episodes five through 10. Yeah, five episodes on how to teach online. As for today's episode, we have the amazing first grade teacher Renee Myers with us. She is talking about how she uses movement to help her students focus. She's done some real research on the benefits of movement, and which students it helps to really focus. I found it super interesting, and I think you are going to to, to, tutu. You are going to also love her caring and reflective philosophy and her tips on how she gets the best out of her students. Then I'm also giving you a resource to help you start getting ready for next year. I know, I might be jumping the gun a little bit, but some of you are already starting to do your purchases for next year, and I want to get this out to you because I know it's going to save you time and energy and grief when it comes to the world of classroom supplies. It's early primary classrooms, let's face it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on there, and I made a resource for you. So Renee is first, and the supply checklist, we'll go over that, is second. And that will be also a free download for you. So make sure that you stay tuned for the end of that so you know how to get that. Let's jump right in to the interview with Renee Myers that happened way back in February. That was like forever ago. (laughs) I had the privilege of meeting her in her classroom Are you ready? Here we go. I am here with Renee Myers. Renee is a first grade teacher. I've had the privilege of teaching with her. She is amazing. She is an artist as well as a mother. First grade teacher. How long? Let's see. How many years here as a first grade teacher? At this school, I've been teaching first grade about six years. Been a taught art before. This is... And title too, right? Yes. 
title one, and but 17-ish years total, which makes me sound very old. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't be that old. <laughs> You're younger than me, honey. <laughs> That's all I know. And Renee is here to tell us a little bit about helping her students reset with brain breaks. So what brain breaks do you use in your classroom? Well, um, I use the GoNoodle.com um, site a lot. And the, the Go Noodles that I really like for when a student needs to reset or a class just like reset a mind frame if, uh, or coming in from recess during a transition and we're transitioning to a, a subject like math. Um, sometimes a go noodle on at the beginning helps with the transition and the refocus and the resetting our mind from what happened at recess to moving on and moving towards learning. And a, a lot of times, just like the, the calming ones are the ones that I would choose in those moments, such as there's a couple uh, yoga-based ones one called the empower or empower tools or empowerment tools and there's where they use some self-talk and teach the kiddos to that's nice be mindful yeah because you're that's actually it's a brain break but it's also a language lesson so that they can really when they're faced with certain issues you're teaching them how to talk to themselves and calm themselves down even outside the classroom yeah, it uses like visualization tools where like imagine this and she's, or sometimes they say close your eyes and think about how you feel or touch your belly and anyway, so they, where the kids are yeah, thinking about things. Is it just sweet things. watching them do that too? It is. Oh, I participate. I close my eyes and yeah. I participate fully because Absolutely. teachers need to reset their mind sometimes in that middle of that moment too. You know what? I think if teachers actually, when they felt stressed, said, okay. <laughs> Brain break. <laughs> we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna do some. Some uh, practice. We're gonna practice breathing now. I think things would go better. Yeah. No, yeah. A lot of it is breathing tools and visualization and self talk and 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 in that moment they're like, okay, now take out your math book and and we're it's yeah we're better to focus. And do you see anybody that it particularly helps or do you just is it overall or? Well, I first. You know, I've always heard that, oh, brain breaks, brain breaks are a great thing. We should do them. And a couple years ago when I was going to graduate school, I had to do a classroom-based, like, research project. And I was like, well, we, I always hear that they're so great. I want to know if they actually are great, if there is a real effect, like a measurable effect in the classroom. And so my yeah, project... They, they take time, mm -hmm. too. And students, if it's not going to be beneficial, then why do it, right? Exactly. So my project ended up being looking at, does a brain break, hold, like, um, after a recess and a transition time, you know, help a kid focus in math specifically? So does it help them focus better? So I had to do collect data on multiple weeks of without using the brain break, kind of, and then with the brain breaks to see if it, there was a measurable difference. Nice. And it turned out that there wasn't much of a measurable distance or difference uh -huh. among just that an average kiddo who's able to focus pretty normally. Interesting. But the kiddos with the, that I that had ADHD or ADHD tendencies and a hard difficulty time focusing. Yeah. It actually seemed to help them focus better, which. Win. Was a win. Win-win. <laughs> so uh, since that, about four years ago, I 
routinely use them yeah. when to reset and we're if we're a little wild or a little unsettled or coming in for recess and we had some issues I'm like let's do a go noodle and then let's reset and then it just makes the lesson go smoother yeah well and if those kiddos that ha- give us a little extra uh, trouble have even two more minutes mm-hmm. of of focus that's that's a lot yeah some days yeah, so it ended up being where they got up less. There was less fidgetiness. So I had to film them. And so I was like a little oh. – so I would watch the video every day and, like, tally up how many times they got up out of their seat or fidgeted or stared off into space. I would, like, count those and tally them. And yeah. so it, that's where, like, the normal, you know, this average kiddo, there was no difference. They just enjoyed the brain break, which sure. there was a you know, benefit of enjoyment. And just that was – there was no negative impact. Sure. But the ones that I'm like, it actually helped them – Concent- seemed to appear to concentrate a little bit more. Nice. But, Wh- yeah. Which ones do you like the best? My favorites for those moments are there's Maximo that where this purple monkey oh, yeah, uh, stands up and kind of does some silly, almost almost like silly yoga. And you do those? Oh, I do it. It's like balance. <laughs> it's awesome. And so I like they have to stand on one foot and balance there. So sometimes you have your reluctant kiddo who just wants to stand there with their arms crossed. And you're just like, you're like encourage oh, them like, okay. oh, we're going to participate. This is yeah. actually fun. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, the think about it, go noodle, or there's a, that's the one where they do the s- kind of self-talk and talking through like when you feel, there's ones called for anxiety. Like if you're feeling like they kind of teach with a kid the kids what anxiety is and nice. and like and when you're feeling that you know in your tummy or whatever it's like nice. what you can say to yourself and so and um and that was that's a great one and then the other one those empower tools are are just they're soothing and then of course there's there's lots of fun go noodles for get them up get them wild yeah you know we need to get some energy out and yeah. so we i might use those at a different time of day but not right, right before not maybe not right before math maybe at the end of math when we've been yeah. concentrating so hard yes then yeah. we need a break from the concentrating or on halloween or something will you continue doing brain breaks in your classroom definitely i i am a better teacher with them is what i think yeah. they even, yeah, like I was saying to someone, if there's moments in life where as a teacher, like I feel a little stressed or I'm feeling a little bit tense right now, or I'm like, I need, I need this. Yes. And so it's there. And I even tell the kids that yeah. I said, you know what? I feel like I need a go noodle right now and I need to focus on my, so I great use it modeling. as great modeling and yeah. in the moment. And, and then I let them know I feel a little bit better. Yeah. And so. And yeah. then oftentimes I'll say, yeah, me too. Or Aww. so, uh, and I had a little boy that's in my class that has, you know, those transitions t- sometimes is difficult and mm-hmm. he gets, um, you know, uh, if he's upset or feeling big emotions sure. and in the moment, um, I might tell him, why don't you pick the go noodle? And I might <gasps> direct him towards a, you know, the certain category like well, it has to be a think about it, or it has to be a empowered to, or there's a flow, there's a flow channel too that's really good. I'm like it has to be one of those flow channels, and then he's like okay, and he picks it out and just helps him reset, helps yes. him to think of something other than his big emotion. Like you said, and I love how you said that big emotion, big, that's, big feelings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it just helps him to say, oh, I I can think about something else right now. Ooh, I, and he makes him feel kind of special and. 
And uh, and does he choose the yeah, no, uh, it's like, roller so, coaster one? No, like no. So like I, I say it has to be from. So um, oh, you give this, some yeah, there's a, yeah, there's like yeah. so. Why don't you pick one? I think we need this right now. And he's usually will be like, yes, I need this. Oh nice. And so like in the in the flow channel, there's one called swirling where there's like a and it's like this cartoon jar of glittery. And it's talking about how sometimes your feelings or thoughts are swirling around in your head and it's hard to focus. Nice. And, and how, like, you can just, and it says, put your hand on your tummy and, and breathe in. And, and, or, and it kind of tells you to think about a certain thing. And then, and then like, those swirling thoughts, how they start to settle. And so, oh, nice. and so that one's a really great when you're feeling big emotions. I and it helps that. you to settle your swirling thoughts. Even as a parent, I mean, those are good things to teach your kids age two to age 22. Right. Exactly. My four-year-old needs those. Exactly. My seven-year-old needs those. Exactly. Exactly. Great. Well, um, if you, if any of our listeners have any questions for Renee, uh, the site was what again, Renee? GoNoodle.com. Oh, if the GoNoodle people want (laughs) to... Send I get, some I get no royalties. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no compensation here. But if, if Go Noodle would like to send Renee <laughs> a stuffed animal or a lanyard or something, I could accommodate that. So <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Um, all right. So if anybody has any questions uh, for Renee, just go ahead and ask them and um, we'll get the questions answered. And so that y'all can be using some brain breaks in your classroom, too. Wow, wasn't that great? I just love Renee. She is so in tune with the whole child and making sure that what she does in her classroom is very intentional. She always is questioning and adjusting her instruction and her whys in her classroom. She's just, she's a gem. I just love her. Okay. Let's get into part two of our episode today. It's about what we need for next year. (laughs) I know we haven't hardly survived this year, but we're on to next year. You guys are doing great. Some of you have only a couple weeks left. Some of you have a full month left. You are rocking it. You are doing it. Hopefully next year there will be no online teaching. If there is, though, You have learned so much and you are going to be ready. So for many teachers, the school year is ending and we know that there are new beginnings ahead. And one of the great things about being a teacher is the promise of a fresh start of new beginnings. But one of the daunting tasks is filling out those darn purchase orders for next year's supplies for your classroom. It's sometimes it's just kind of a little overwhelming to think, what do I need? Do I need? Oh, staples. Yeah. And then I need brad fasteners. Oh, yeah. And then I need construction paper. Oh, yeah. And then I need and then and then it's like, if you're a new teacher, it's really hard to imagine what you need for the next year. You haven't even done a year of teaching. It's like, what in the heck do I need for my classroom? So you sit down to make your ordering for the next year and you think, what did I order last year? What are the other teachers ordering? And so you make a list and you order 
and you get your box of goodies before school starts and you're so excited, it's better than Christmas. You open up that box and you look and you're like, wait, what? wait a minute. Uh, uh, where is my bibbidi-bobbidi snickerdoodles <laughs> or whatever you happen put fill in the blank? I Did I order those? Didn't I order those? Where are those? And you look and sure enough, you did not order them. They are not there. You forgot. Ugh. There is nothing more frustrating. It just takes time and then you just you start to panic a little bit, right? And so because of that feeling of frustration, a few years back, I made a checklist and it had like 75 items on it. And I thought, wow, that's a really big list. <laughs> and and time went on and I added to it and added to it. And now because I added to it little extra things, this list is now up to 200 plus items. I know. But you know what? An early primary classroom requires a lot of stuff. And to keep all that 200 plus items in your head to make sure that you have those for the year to come, that's just nuts. That's just a lot of stuff for you to keep in your head. So if you're saying, Angie, uh, what is going on? I don't need 200 items for my classroom. And my answer to you is, you're right, you're probably going to need more. (laughs) An early primary classroom, you just need a lot of stuff. Those kids are active, they're making, they're doing, you're constantly switching things up. And so there is a lot of stuff you need for that early primary classroom. So that when you open up that box at the beginning of the year, you see that bippily boppily snickered gazoozle. And you put it in your closet and you take it out in October and you take it out again in January. And you're like, yeah, I'm glad I have that. So I want you to get this resource So either go in the show notes and get the link or go to makingthebasicsfun.com slash supply list 200. And it's, um, as you can imagine, several pages, and I've broken them down into categories. So get that for yourself so that you don't have to brainstorm and think, do I have everything I need? Remember, the link is in the show notes. That resource is great. Grab it today so you can start making sure you have everything you need for your school year. Okay, that's it for this episode. Get those kiddos up and moving to help them focus and grab that classroom supply checklist. Makingthebasicsfun.com slash supply list 200 and save yourself a lot of time and frustration. When it comes to the question, what supplies do I need for next year? (laughs) Ah. Until next time, stay strong and awesome and keep rocking this teacher thing. God bless and bye-bye. Hey, teacher friends, before you go, will you please take a quick second and leave a review? It would mean so much to me and it actually helps to get this podcast in front of other early primary teachers. Thanks again, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.